He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. There you go, if you want to have a look through there, you should be able to see some big tomatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And those are your, your first southern New Zealand dotterels. Now my haramai kitiao hurehanga. Welcome to Our Changing Worlds, Kōklea Kankanan Dene. Today, I want to introduce you to a bird. I mean, you'll also meet some people along the way. People like Dock Ranger Daniel Cocker, who's been into southern New Zealand dotterels since he first came across them at age 14. Oh uh, yeah, I've got eyes on one southern here. One, two... Oh, that's a nice dark breeding plumage one. Oh yeah. But mostly I want you to really get to know Tutirifatu, or Rako, the southern New Zealand dotterel. What it gets up to, where it hangs out, just generally how it's doing. Look at them just doing their thing, picking away. <laughs> so, can you tell me where we are? Uh, so, we're at Aurora Bay, next to TY, aluminium spouter, just near Bluff. One of the best locations in the country for, for wading birds. Thousands of migratory birds, such as godwits and, and such, uh, migrate here every, every year. And we've also got about half the population, just under half the population of southern New Zealand dotterels gather here. Yeah, outside of the breeding season. So, yeah, really crucial spot. And it's a lowish tide. The tide is coming in, but in front of us there's just this big mud and sand flat that goes for ages. Um, And you've set up this binoculars to try and spot some southern dotterels. Yep, so at the moment we're just getting the the, the scopes and the binoculars out to have a look and see where the birds are. We know where they'll be pushed when the tide comes in, so... We'll sort of get set up and prepared for, for that, but we'll probably have a go uh, and try catch some of these birds and see how we go, and then hopefully put some GPS tags on. Yeah. And what are they doing here? So this is a yeah just a popular feeding site uh, for about 54 southern New Zealand dotterels. Within the next month or two, most of these birds will make their way back to Rakiura, uh, to the mountaintops. One of the main areas is uh, Kapuki Turoto, the Tin Range, um, which is where we do a lot of our predator control and, and monitoring. And when you said uh, tomatoes, it's <laughs> for some of them that have that more orange plumage on their breasts. And what's that about? Yeah, so coming into, well, at this time of year, that some of the birds are starting to get very dark. They're coming into their breeding plumage, so... At the start of the year, sort of January till till March, the dotterels have a very plain breast. They have it like sort of just a white or patchy breast, and then that becomes very dark brick red uh, this time of year. Um, so the birds are starting to pair up, and then they'll head back to the mountain tops on Stewart Island to breed. Okay, so maybe there are a few clues in there that not everything is rosy in the southern New Zealand dotterel world. But you haven't even properly been introduced yet other than imagining some tomatoes on a sandbank. Here's University of Otago master's student Oscar Thomas with a more thorough description. They're a very curious bird. They're quite a large dotterel. They're the largest in their genus. Um, If you're not familiar with what a dotterel is, it's a a shorebird, generally quite small, generally coastal. The southern dotterel's a little bit more unique in that they do nest up in the mountains. Um, And they're quite a a plump bird. They're very handsome. They've got uh, brown plumage above and then they're white below for most of the year and then they develop a reddish tinge on the breast and face uh, in the breeding plumage 
and that can be quite dark, especially on the southern dotterel. Uh, they almost look a bit like tomatoes just before they leave for migration. More tomatoes. Oscar's right, though. They're plump, they're handsome, they're super cute. They're also in trouble. Here's Daniel. So since 2010, the dotterel population has more than halved. Uh, so there's about 290 to 300 birds in 2010. And then since then, yeah, has just been... Has sort of fluctuated a bit, but um, yeah, it's now down to just 126 birds. Uh, so at this current rate, you know, we could expect, if this continues, we could expect the, the dotterels to be extinct by 2030. And that's why Daniel, Oscar and others from DOC and the University of Otago are here at Awarua Bay this brisk and breezy day, trying to catch birds to put satellite tags on to answer one question. Where do these dotterels go over the summer? There are currently 126 known birds and only 20% of them are found in the breeding grounds over summer at the moment. So we currently don't know where about 80% of the birds are heading during summer. They're not seen at all during that time. By putting transmitters on them, then that'll help give us an idea of where they are, where they're nesting uh, and where they're most vulnerable. Step one is catch a dotterel. And today that job falls to Daniel and Harry Tallarico. Harry is also a ranger on the Dock Southern New Zealand Dotterels recovery team. They head out onto the sandbank, noose nets, buckets of mealworms and bags for the birds in hand. This is the tricky bit, because as Oscar explains, they can't just capture any old dotterel. As we do know where roughly 20% of the population breed already, we are trying to avoid those birds uh, as the recovery team is aware of them and currently uh, managing them actively with predator control on Rakiora. And so, you know which birds they are because of the bands? Yes, each bird has a unique colour combination on their legs. I say each one, but uh, 80% of them do, so 100 of the 126 do. So we're targeting specific birds that haven't been seen on the breeding grounds and are older than one year. Uh, as in they weren't banded in the last year, so they potentially aren't yet at breeding age. Yesterday, the team were here for four hours, and in that time managed to catch and put transmitters on two birds. So it's not an easy job. But luckily today, three quarters of an hour after they wandered out, we can see Daniel strolling back, bagged bird in hand. The team get to work readying a transmitter. Doc Principal Technical Advisor Richard Maloney explains how it works. These are kind of leg loop harnesses, so you can see the loops running down here, but they're going to go over um, each of the individual legs and the transmitter will just sit on its back um, with its wings sort of forward in that kind of area. So, so like a little backpack? Yes, exactly that, yeah. And it's about the size of half of your finger, maybe down to the uh, Well, second. maybe the first joint of your finger, depending on how big your finger is, of course. So uh, 10, 15 millimetres long, um, about... 10 millimetres high and about um, 7 or 8 millimetres wide. So um, so they're pretty small. And is that a little solar cell on top? Yeah, that's correct. So, um, so they have a battery in them, but mostly they're powered through repeated charging from the solar panel for that. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes on cloudy days in Southland. Uh, but, um, you know, if they go flat, they still store the data in here for long periods of time, and they can store a huge amount of actual location data. So... Once they charge up again, then they'll be in a position to receive new signals and then also you know, download the information that sits on the transmitters themselves. Oh, and here's Daniel with the bird. Sweet. 
That's where it goes. Thank you. Well done, Harry. <laughs> this bird walked over my noose mat about 10 times, didn't get caught, <laughs> but then Harry, Harry managed to get it. So. It's a um, blue metal bird, so it was banded in 2021. Oh, that's good. The bird is weighed by Dr. Joe Monks and Katie Gray because for ethical reasons they have to make sure the transmitter is less than 3% of the body weight of the bird. Oscar and Katie switch on the transmitter and then it's time for the team of Richard and Katie to fit the transmitter onto the bird. They've been doing this job together across the last year with some smaller cousins of these birds, the banded dotterels, in the Mackenzie Basin for Katie's master's research. So they're a well-oiled machine. So this very much is teamwork. Richard, you're holding the wing out of the way while Katie hooks the thread around the legs. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of a, um, as a team, you get kind of really good at what your job is here. So I'm holding the bird in position, holding the wing out of the way and holding the transmitter on top in the right position at the same time, while Katie's actually doing all the grunt work for you know, getting the, the leg loop in place and making sure it's in the right position and so on for that. So... Um, Can so, you those and I'll just run yeah. my finger around the leg again. And so after you've done it, like Katie and I have been doing uh, quite a lot of black funded turns and banditoctrals last year like this, so it's kind of really easy once the team gets into their job and knows what they're doing, so we don't have to, we don't argue and yell and shout very much anymore, do we, Katie? And stuff, <laughs> no, you don't tell me off in the same way you used to. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done checking under the legs. Yeah, nice work. It's really important to make sure that none of the feathers that might restrict um, movement are caught under there. So we're just going to hold it by its legs now and um, let it flap its wings for a while and just make sure that it's feeling comfortable about where all its feathers are related to its transmitter. So. Yeah, they seem to like to bite while they flap these ones. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. So there's no restrictions to its movements on its wings there, so we know it can fly well. The other thing we all test a little bit is um, we just let it get pressure on its legs and um, that way we can just make sure that there's nothing restricting it. Radio, transmitter's working, Oscar. Happy? Yes. All right, do you want to grab hold of it? And um, we are pretty well done here. Nothing else we need? No, just the time. I can take Data's it. all good. So that's it. Oscar releases the bird back onto the sand, where it quickly scurries and then flies back to its buddies. So the birds flock together here and in a few other bays in Rakiota. Then they go to the Rakiota mountaintops to breed, most of them to unknown spots, then back to the bays, where they hang out in their little groups. That's how the team know how many there are and have been able to ban most of them. After a long stint lying on the sand and coaxing with mealworms, Harry and Daniel managed to catch another bird, and the team jump into action again. This was an initial tagging pilot, using Katie and Richard's experience with the banded dotterels to do the first ever tagging of these critically endangered birds. There's more planned for next year. In the following days, they tried to catch a few more, but with a combination of tide times, weather, and dancing dotterels avoiding the nooses, they couldn't get any. One of the tags has since come off, so only three. But it's a start. Soon these birds will head to the mountains to nest. Hopefully they survive to return to Awarua Bay next year to reveal the secrets of where they go. Thanks to Daniel Cocker and Harry Tallarico of the DOC Southern New Zealand Dotterel Recovery Team and to DOC Principal Technical Advisor Richard Maloney. 
Thanks also to postgraduate students Oscar Thomas and Katie Gray and to conservation biologist Dr. Joe Monks, all from the University of Otago. This episode was produced by me, Claire Kincannon, with help from William Ray and Ellen Rikers. Sound engineering was by William Saunders, and Tim Watkin is executive producer of podcasts and series at RNZ. We've got some beautiful pictures of handsome, plump, southern New Zealand dotterel tomatoes that we will share on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Tinakwe ifakarungomai. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Claire Hinkannon. Have a great week. Kia pai de wiki. <laughs>